0: Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Take your Bibles and turn to Ezekiel chapter 11. Ezekiel 11. Now, let let me just, let me rant for a moment and just remind you of some things here. Uh, We've talked in recent days about uh, a message called We Win and did did a mini-series on that, and I suppose I'm still in that series, uh, because we do win. You read the back of the book, we win, and God is with us. He's covered us with his blood, and he's bringing us into all that he has, not only in this age, but in the age to come. And as we go through this global pandemic, you have to ask yourself, you have to ask yourself, what is the cause of this thing? And I, I preached on a message, and you can go and find it. The four causes for national crisis, and we are absolutely in a national crisis. In fact, it is like an end-time plague. Everyone I talk to, my 82-year-old father today, he says, I've never seen anything like this. World War II, I was a kid then, and uh, and then Vietnam, of course, and Korea, of course, and we have seen lots of things, but he says he's never seen a global pandemic like this. Some say it's hyped up, others say it isn't. The truth is... Uh, there are people that are dying and hurting and broken. We've had we, we, somebody, there's some posts that are going up. Do you know anybody that has coronavirus? Well, yeah, I do actually. And they've been completely healed and restored and gone home. Somebody say hallelujah. And so uh, there is a great crisis in the nations. What are the causes for crisis? Well, let me, let me give them to you. Number one, Judgment. Judgment can clearly be a cause of crisis. And I looked at the book of Joel and talked about how the locusts came on the land. And I'm sure many people were saying that, well, it's just a natural, you know, a a natural disaster. But the Lord said through the prophet Joel, it's not a natural disaster. It's a plague I sent upon you because of your disobedience, because of your sin. So national crisis, and then we'll get into Ezekiel chapter 11. National, crisis, a national crisis can be caused because of can it be a result of, rather? judgment. Number two, the other reason or cause of national crisis, number two, is Satan. And I will tell you clearly that the devil's involved in this as churches are being shut down, people are being limited. You say, can it be a combination of the two? Well, clearly. And number three, man's sin is another reason there could be national crisis. And then fourthly, without preaching that whole message to you, fourthly, creation's grown. So I think all of these things are at play now in the midst of this national crisis. So I want to preach a message in your hearing from Ezekiel chapter 11, and uh, we're going to go verse uh, one. And Ezekiel has been carried off to captivity In fact, Ezekiel 4 through 10, judgment is seen. And over and over is this phrase that they will know that I am the Lord, that they will know that I am the Lord, that they will know that I am the Lord. Many people in the midst of this pandemic are beginning to find out that he's the Lord. There's so many miracles. My brother shared with me about a church in Wuhan and how they prayed, and everybody was healed there. Uh, And and they began to pass out New Testaments and and tracts to people, and churches in, in Wuhan and China are growing, and people are coming to the Lord with untold measures. I mean, you're not gonna see that on Fox News. You're not gonna see that on CNN. You just don't hear about that. That's inside inside communications from those who were, who were even there. And so that they may know that I am the Lord. And so here we go. Ezekiel chapter 11, verse one. Here, let's read it. So Ezekiel, he's in captivity, and God speaks to him and gives him this word and gives him a great, great prophetic word, which we're going to stand on for us tonight. Then the Spirit lifted me up and brought me as far as the east gate of the Lord's house, which faces eastward. And there at the door of the, of the gate were twenty-five men, whom I saw Jehazaniah, the son of Azur, and Pelatiah the son of Benaniah, the princes of the people, and he said to me, Son of man, these are the men who devise iniquity and give wicked counsel to the city, who say the time is not near to build houses. The city is the cauldron and we are the meat. Therefore prophesy against them. Prophesy, O Son of man. And the Spirit of the Lord fell upon me and said to me, Speak, thus says the Lord, thus you have said, O house of Israel, for I know the things that come into your mind. You have multiplied your slain in this city, and you have filled the streets with the slain. Therefore, thus says the Lord your God, your slain whom you've laid in the midst are in the, are, pardon me, your slain who, (laughs) let me start over. I lost my uh, place here, verse seven. Therefore, says the Lord your God, your are slain whom you've laid in its midst. They are the meat, and the city is a cauldron, but I shall bring you out of the midst of it. You have feared the sword, and I will bring the sword upon you. Everybody say, hang on. Hang on. This is kind of intense for a few more verses. Says the Lord, verse, verse 9. And I will bring you out of the midst and deliver you into the hands of strangers and execute judgments on you. You shall fall by the sword. I will judge you at the border of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. This city shall not be your cauldron, nor shall you be the meat in its midst. I will judge you at the border of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord. For you have not walked in my statutes, nor executed my judgments, but have done according to the customs of the Gentiles which are around you. Now it happened while I was prophesying that Petaliah the son of Benaniah died. And I fell on my face and cried out in a loud voice, and said, O Lord, God, will you make a complete end of the remnant of Israel? Verse 14. And again the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, your brethren and your relatives, your countrymen and the house of Israel in its entirety, those about whom the inhabitants of Jerusalem have said, get far away from the Lord. This land has been given to us as a possession. Therefore say, thus says the Lord your God, although I have cast them far off among the Gentiles. And although I have scattered them amongst the countries, yet I shall be a little sanctuary for them in the countries where they have gone. Therefore, says the Lord God, I will gather you from the people, assemble you from the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you, give you the land of Israel, verse 18. And they will go there, and they will take away all its detestable things and all its abominations from there. Then I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit in them and take a stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them and they shall be my people and I will be their God. But as for those hearts who follow the desire of their detestable things and their abominations. I will recompense their deeds on their own heads, says the Lord God. Let's pray. Wow, what an intense passage. Holy Spirit, come and move in great power as I teach and as I preach. May lives be changed. May the word of the Lord run swiftly, breaking in with truth, breaking in with light. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, judgment's real. You'll see it in the Old Testament. You see it in the New. And as I was saying, Ezekiel 4 through 10 is clearly about judgment. And again, over and over, you see this phrase, that they may know that I am the Lord. They shall know that I am the Lord. Because sin is not tolerated by God. Sin is a problem. It separates us from God. Sin brings destruction. And that's why God sent his one and only begotten son that whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. So so God sends his his son Jesus to release judgment upon sin and to deal with it and to throw it as far as the east is from the west to make atonement for us for who believe on him. And so the context of this is judgment has begun to fall on Judah. Ezekiel, the prophet, he's a nobleman, he's a priest, he's a prophet, all of those. He's in Babylon, and in this place, God gives him revelation of what's happening in Jerusalem. Now, that's amazing, because he's, I didn't do the measurement of how far Babylon is from Jerusalem, but he's not in Jerusalem. He's in Babylon, and he opens his eyes, and he gives him this revelation of these 25 men standing at the gate. They're they're leaders. The Holy Spirit allows him to see leadership that are left in Jerusalem, and he even mentions them by name. I mean, what what a powerful thing. It could be that Ezekiel knew the names of the leaders, there, or maybe it's just a word of knowledge that he got, but he mentions their names, these two names, and uh, and and the deeds that were known, the deeds that they were doing were known to Ezekiel, and he calls them out. And they've taken over positions that were vacant by nobles in Babylon to understand what's happening, and they think that they have everything under control. Look at verse 3. Look at verse 3. Um. You say the time is near to build houses, and the city is a cauldron, and we are the meat. Like, you can't read this without studying, but, like, that's weird. The city's a cauldron, and we're the meat. That's what the nobles are saying, that's what these corrupt leaders are saying. And really what it is, it's, it's a terminology, a, a cauldron with a lid over the top of it. It's a, the terminology is, is saying that meat was rare and we're the bomb. We are all that. We are the meat in the stew, baby, and the protection is over us and we got it going on. That's what they're saying. And, and Ezekiel sees it. And uh, Ezekiel prophesies to them under the unction of the Spirit in verse four. They've murdered people. They're killing anyone that stood in their way. And instead of being safe, he says, you're not safe. You're headed, for a, you're headed for a whooping. You're headed for trouble. You're not the meat and the stew. You're in trouble that they may know that I am the Lord, that no longer are they protected because of their sin, and they're in big trouble. And Ezekiel sees these men, and he sees this one, and I love this. I mean, not that the fact that the guy died, but in verse 14, he sees this man die. He sees Pelatiah, the son of Benaniah. He dies, and I love how Ezekiel falls and cries out with a loud voice, Ezekiel is filled with compassion. He's not like, yeah, kill all the wicked. Just let them be smoked right now. No, he's broken before the Lord. He's a servant before him. And I'm gonna tell you that right now, that's what we all need to be. All of us need to be servants, not point the finger and say, oh, the Chinese, or oh, President Trump, or oh, you know, all the our infrastructure wasn't in place and our hospitals aren't, aren't prepared, and oh, the previous, you know, the previous, Previous administration. Oh, stop! Cry out! Pray for God's intervention in the midst of this global pandemic, and and so this guy, this this leader, Pelatiah, he falls dead. And um, being an extended family, all the Israelites were taken far away, and and the, basically what the nobles were saying is, you know, we're in the land where God is, but you aren't. You're in captivity. But that's not what the Lord was saying at all. See, and they're thinking that no longer, that the, the, the captives were no longer in the land, so they no longer had God. But God saying, I want to be a little sanctuary to you. That literally God was with the captives too. And that was really a revelation for so many. That God was, was a sanctuary to them. And then literally no longer was Jerusalem a sanctuary. And then in verse 16, Now I'm I'm teaching you Ezekiel here and then I'm going to apply it. Therefore therefore say, says the Lord God, verse 16, although I've cast them far off among the Gentiles and although I've scattered them among the countries, yet shall I be a little sanctuary for them in the countries where they have gone. So the Lord's saying that I'm with them. And then he goes on to say that I'll gather you from the people and assemble you into the countries. And you know, right now there's taking place what's called aliyah. That Jews are returning to Israel. I believe there's a great in gathering. I don't believe. I mean, we see it. I don't have to have faith that that's happening. It's in Scripture, and we can see it. There's a great ingathering gathering of Jews returning to the, to the homeland of Israel and Jerusalem. And I believe there's a great homecoming here in the church. I believe that people are like, man, I think I better serve God now. Holy cow, this is crazy. They don't have a. They don't have the the vaccine. They don't have the answer. They don't have it economic challenges. Now I'm home and, I'm, and and maybe I'm not having an income right now. Lord, yeah, turn to the Lord and call on his name. That's absolutely what you should do. Return to the Lord. And, and it goes on to say that I will, I will cleanse the land of defilement. Verse 18, look at verse 18 with me. we will go there and it will take away the detestable things. Let me read that again and they will go there, and they will take away all the detestable things. They will take away all the detestable, I'm not stuttering. They will take away all the detestable things, all the abominations from there, then I will give them a new heart. It's if then clauses. It's covenant language that if my people who were called by my name will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. I'm telling you the recipe is the same in the Old Testament. It is in the new. In the midst of global pandemic, I bring you hope from Alaska. I bring you hope from God's word that God is able to turn this thing around, cause it as fast as it came on. It could leave even faster. I'm believing that at Passover that this thing will be squashed and wiped out at the time of Passover. At Easter, the blood, this, this curse will pass over and life will return. But may it never return to people just doing the detestable things and not serving God. May it return to an outpouring of the Spirit where people begin to call on Him. People begin to pray and people look at their own. Don't point your finger at the White House. Point the at your house and take a look at what's detestable in your own heart. Can you say amen? I mean, that's what we need to do in this hour. And we need to grieve. We need to pray. We need to ask for God's intervention. And God will bring a new devotion to God. You see that they bring this new devotion and God will give them a new spirit. And you can't read this and not think about Ezekiel 36, 26, which we'll go to in just a moment. It's a picture of covenant. He gives them a new heart instead of a hard heart. He gives them a sensitive heart. Some of you have been hard hearted. Listen, right now you're at home and and maybe things aren't looking so good right now. Turn toward the Lord. Weep, cry, pray until he shows up. Do your part. Ask, don't don't wring your hands in worry and fear. Oh, 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 what's gonna happen? Is my family gonna get coronavirus? Declare that thing cursed. Read Psalm 91 over your life, over your family. Declare the blood. Can you say hallelujah? There's a we have a living covenant with God, and that's what this is in verse 20. It's talking about covenant. They will be my people and I will be their God. Covenant relationship. I'll bring judgment on the idols. My, my, my. God's speaking to us very clearly. A couple of things here tonight. Number one, be careful of power. If you're a leader, you're a leader in business, you're a leader of any kind, be careful of power. One of the things we've seen over the years is that people who get in elevated and walk and and in positions of power many times they think that they don't have that, the, you know, that their, their stuff doesn't stink. Can I just say it that way? That they think that they can get over and do whatever they want to because they've been elevated. Oh, no, no, no. Leadership is supposed to be servants. You're supposed to be a servant. You're not supposed to lord over people. Jesus was a servant. He came to seek and save the lost. He came to serve. He's the humble, reverent, grateful servant. And that's what we're to be. And you have to be careful of power. The greatest among you, Jesus said, is a servant of all. I don't think that just because you've been elevated that you can do what other people can't do. That's not true. And the second thing I feel like the Lord's saying to us tonight here in the United States of America, here in Alaska, here in Wasilla, all across the nations, is that we're not, we can't hide from God. You can't hide from God. He knew their thoughts and their minds. Wow, that's intense. You know, people, you, you can't hide from God. God sees what you're doing. He knows, you're, he knows the condition of your heart. And God yearns to be. Uh, God yearns for us to be under His protection, His hand of blessing. That's the other thing I see here. He, listen. Judgment, judgment is God correcting that which hinders love. And so we we I let this in the midst of this pandemic. Allow your heart to turn towards Him. Yearn for His presence. Yearn for His protection. Long for Him. Yearn for Him. It's a lifestyle. Look, my, my wife and I, my family and the leadership here at the church, we've contended for these years, these almost 14 years to live for God, to stay on fire, to model what it is, to, to, to be strong and courageous and And we're asking God to help us. We yearn for God's presence. Don't ever lose that. If you've lost your desire for God and his presence, something's wrong. You've got to yearn for his presence. Yearn for his power. Yearn to be close to him. Take a look at your life tonight and say, God, is there anything that's holding me back? Is there anything that's hindering me? And you might find that you've got a, an idol of, of finances. You might find that you have an idol of fear and worry. Worry and fear fundamentally are sin. Don't worry about the every hair on you. God knows every hair on your head. Don't worry about the, the come on, don't worry about spin and toil. Solomon and all of his glory wasn't arrayed like any one of these. How many of you through worry can add one cubit to his stature? Don't be filled with worry. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Dwell in the land in safety and protection of Psalm 91. Trust in the Lord, Psalm 23. The Lord is my, my shepherd, I, I shall not want. Don't come out from the hand of God. Stay under the hand of God. May America come under the hand of God. I mean, you know, it's just so grievous. I was watching, I don't know what that guy's name is, the pillow guy. He talked at the White House about, you know, the Pelo guy. He's getting more advertising now. That I'm talking about, but he talked about the Bible and he talked about prayer and right from the White House, and he was mocked by by those who would not esteem God as we do and would not esteem God's word and talk about how you could talk about the Bible and God's the answer to the pandemic. That's how and and I don't know how many. Gazillions of mass he made. He converted his pillow factory into a, to a mass factory or something. I did some amazing thing, and we honor him and bless him. The answer for America in the midst of this pandemic is you will find hope from God. Hope comes from no other place. Not, not real hope. Real hope comes from the Lord and from turning towards him, and that's what Ezekiel is saying. He's saying, oh, you've got to turn towards the Lord. True spirituality is being transformed. You know you've been touched by God when you put the detestable things out of your house. You know you've been touched by God when you quit doing the things that, that, that are wrong according to scripture. God is a God of all hope. God is a God of all hope. Let hope rise in your heart tonight. Turn to Ezekiel chapter 36, that powerful scripture. Let hope rise. Ezekiel 36 and this is a new te- this is an old testament prophecy about Jesus and being born again. Ezekiel 36 and verse 26 I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh. I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put a new I will put my spirit in you and cause you to walk in my statutes you will keep my judgments and do them. Then you will dwell in the land I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. Oh, it goes on to say, I'll deliver you from your uncleanness. Oh, I'll call for the grain and multiply it, and there'll be no famine among you. I will multiply the fruit of your trees, in verse 30, and the increase of your fields, so that you will never again bear the reproach of famine among the nations. Would it not be amazing if God caused a great revival to ensue out of this pandemic? Let hope fill your heart. I had a dream last night, and I'll close by sharing that as my worship team comes. I had a dream last night, and in my dream, I was coming up to this pulpit, and as I made those faith, faithful steps that I've made so many times right here. I had my Bible, I had my notes, just like I did tonight, just like I've done hundreds of times over the past 13 and a half years. I came up those stairs. God's presence and power was here. I had a word from the Lord. I could feel his empowerment. I could feel the endowment of his spirit upon me. And as I walked up the stairs, I was anticipating God moving with power and I I came to the pulpit and when I turned, I looked out at the congregation and I saw multitudes of people. I saw people clothed in white, which is a picture of righteousness and righteous works and, and righteous deeds. You can read that in the book of Revelation. And I saw them glistening with power and glory. And it was as far as my eye could see. It, the curvature of the earth, I lost it. And there was, it was almost like it was outside. It was so beautiful. There wasn't lights, but it was shining and glimmering. And it wasn't about any one particular anointing or, or empowerment on any one person. It was the church rising, the blood-washed church. You know, in this, in this text that we read, Ezekiel 11, it uses language. It uses bridal language. We're called the Bride of Christ. God's coming for a spotless bride. So what are you saying, Pastor? I'm telling you that there's hope in the midst of this pandemic. We need to turn. Are you saying it's judgment? Well, it certainly could be. Yes. How can you kill the amount of babies that we that we've killed and, and apparently is continuing to happen? And and, and not end up in trouble. We've called that which is good, they've called it evil. We've gotten away from the word of God and prayer's gotten out of schools and there's, there's atrocities and sexual confusion and, and what, was, what was once was a man is now a woman and on 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 and on. I, with the, the, America needs to turn back to God. I mean, I could just see, I could just hear the headlines. Pastor in Alaska says the pandemic's judgment. Can't say it isn't. Listen, we all see in a limited way. I just know that God is causing all things to work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Lift your hands in the parking lot. Lift your hands at home. Let the Holy Spirit come upon you. And if you're not right with God, do not stay in that place. Don't stay in that place of, 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 of a hard heart, a heart of stone. Let him take out the heart of stone and put in the heart of flesh. Jesus said, Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. There's a rest that comes. But it will not come if you hold on to your idolatry and hold on to the detestable things that are clearly written about in the New Testament as well as in the Old. The Old Testament is like things are mostly external. In the New, it's mostly internal. But your internal reality will create your external circumstances. You, you, you can't, you, you know, worry and fear is going to create worry and fear all around you. Yeah, I was talking with somebody uh, about frequencies and how the the frequency that we that we operate at. Listen, when you're when you're worry and fear, it's very low frequency, and it's actually when your frequency is lower. It's a scientific fact, and I can't talk all that intelligently about it because I just don't know. But if your frequency is lower, then that allows for more disease. It allows for more sickness. Did you know a spirit filled a spirit filled man or woman of God? operates at a much higher frequency that when you're filled with joy, when you're filled with a hope, when you're filled with strength, that that actually causes a frequency of vibration in your, in your, in your physical life in your body to operate at a higher level, which abs- which actually destroy- destroys disease. This is science. I don't know much that about it. I'll have to go look at it, but it's interesting. Tells us what we already know from the Word. Where are you with God? Where are you with God? If you're not right with God all across this place, you're not right with God. Get right with Him right now. Give your heart to Jesus. Come on, you say, that's me, Pastor. Well, well great. Congratulations. He's given you the gift now of repentance. Repent. Ask Him to forgive you. Come on, repeat after me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to die in my place, to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my life. Come into my heart and be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. And make me new. Thank you for loving me thank you for hearing my prayer amen let me pray for you holy spirit i pray let your fire your power your anointing come now be filled fear go take out the heart of stone put in the heart of flesh be filled with the holy spirit right now let hope rise in the midst of your crisis and your challenge say well i didn't do anything wrong i was serving god i know i was too I am. We still examine your heart. Turn towards him. Cry out to him. Pray. Have times of prayer with your kids. Gather your family at the table. When's the last time you did that? When's the last time you had a family meal? How about having one tonight? How about, how about gather people and discuss the message that we just talked about and discuss the love of God and have a time of prayer? You say, well, my kids are just little ones. Well, let them pray. Come on. We're all supposed to be like child, children. Have them pray. Pray over your kids every night lay hands upon them declare psalm 91 declare the protection of the blood of jesus over your home call in provision live for god and watch god results break out to the right and the left you be encouraged don't be discouraged if you need help we're here for you you can call our prayer line which is the church number 907-357-2065. If you want prayer, you can come during our times. If you want prayer in person, we'll do it at a safe distance, following the social distancing. You can pull up, go through the prayer line. We're here, we're open right now. You can drive through, we'll pray over you. In fact, uh, there's people in the parking lot. They started coming, it really wasn't my doing. Started on Sunday. People are like, man, I just wanna go to church. I know I can't go in the building, but I can park there and listen to it on my great bow stair system in my truck and watch on my ipad and that's what's happening right now and so we have more and more people gathering is that illegal no it's perfectly legal it's perfectly legal you can come we can fill up the parking lot you know why because it's it's a first amendment right to assemble we'll do it safely please don't violate that don't don't you know get out of your car and start you know breaking the six foot rule and cause all kinds of problem and fear for people we want to honor the government they're trying to help us I believe that. I believe our governor's doing the right thing and I'm trying to do the right, I'm gonna do the right thing, amen. We can fill this lot across uh, across the way. If you know where we're at, there's a dirt lot. You can go ahead and fill that. We've got authorization to park there. Wouldn't that be amazing that if this Sunday all the parking lots are filled and people just worshiping God, I think it would be amazing. Amen. And I'm going to preach and pray and prophesy to you. Amen. There's someone here online right now, and you need healing in your wrists, both wrists like a carpal tunnel. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus. There's uh, someone else here. You've got a uh, someone else that's listening right now or, or perhaps even in the future. The the prophet heard or saw what was going on in Jerusalem and even had the names of people. Uh, Skin disease, any kind of rash or an eczema. I see an eczema uh, like on someone's hands. Be healed in Jesus' name. Other people battling all kinds of uh, flu A, B, C, 1, 2, and 3. Whatever sickness you might have. We curse that thing in Jesus' name. Learn to lift your hands and pray right now in the name of Jesus. We pray, God, now in jesus name be healed be healed of every ailment be healed of even COVID 19. we curse this thing come on lift your voice we curse this thing in jesus name cause it to turn because people your people your people called by your name will humble themselves and fast and pray and turn from their wicked ways and god you'll hear from heaven forgive their sin heal our land heal our land say it with me heal our land. In the name of Jesus, God bless you. We're so glad that you tuned in. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.